Welcome to the Andrea Cabrera podcast, where we dive into good chats with good people. I am your host, Andrea Cabrera. When Andrew and I first met, we did not have the best impressions of each other. It's actually very funny. And if you ask us what the story is, we both agree on that one thing, that we didn't have the best impressions of each other. Obviously, there's details that get hazy, that get murky, depending on who you ask. But I think that we can both agree that he thought I was uptight and I thought that he didn't really care a lot about things. He didn't really get involved. We met when we were in our young single adult ward for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and it's our religion group uh, when we were at BYU. So there's a lot of details to the story, but we can agree on the fact that we didn't really, you know, we were acquaintances. That's it. That was back in fall of 2019. Well, obviously, here we are, October 2023. We dated and now we're married and have been married for a year. So in this episode, I get to share with you a little bit about my story with Andrew and some of the things that I've learned in this one year of being married. It's gonna be very short, very sweet, and I think you'll enjoy it. So to start off with how we met, as I mentioned, we were in the same religion group. He had come over over to my apartment one time and it wasn't like just him coming over, it was with with a group in our, in our church group and I thought he was cute he was wearing a very sleek Nike zip-up jacket I was like okay I see you got some style and I did think he was cute but we never really had a big conversation the very first time we met we briefly had talked about rock climbing and about him just barely wrapping up his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints he served a mission in Brazil and so he had barely come back was integrating back into being in college and that's as far as our conversations got and the only other time we had messaged or talked was occasionally answering or responding to stories or posts on social media that's it literally that's it and it wasn't until all of covid broke loose that everybody went home everybody left their apartments at least most people did to go back and be with their families so we completely lost touch and never hung out never did anything well fast forward to 2021 and this is march i had learned and gotten my certification for zumba so i had learned how to be a zumba instructor very fun phase i only did it for a few months but it was really fun And March of 2021 is when I started teaching Zumba. So I was teaching in this studio that was right underneath Rockwell. All my Utah people, if you know where Rockwell is in Provo, it's downtown Provo. And Rockwell, all of that area, there's lots of different shops. But I don't know if you guys knew there's like an underground space, an underground area. In that underground area, there's lots of, not lots, it's not very popular, but few shops there as well as a very random dance studio. At least that's what it was back in 2021. And little did I know that when I was waiting for the Zumba lady or not the Zumba lady, but the studio gal to come and open the door for the studio so I could teach Zumba. I was waiting and all of a sudden out walks this guy with a trash bag. And 
I looked up and I recognized him and it was Andrew and we both made eye contact. It was a very random place to reconnect. We made eye contact. We obviously recognized each other and we were both like, hey, what's up? How you been? How you doing? I thought that he was working as like a trash boy or like in a restaurant. You know how downtown Provo has a lot of different restaurants. But and and no, no, no judgment at all. Right. But I was like, okay, I see you're taking the trash out. Okay. And little did I know that he lived there under that underground. There's one single apartment that was actually an Airbnb. I don't know if it's still an Airbnb, but he and his roommates were renting that space out living there. And it was right by the studio where I was teaching Zumba. So it was a very random place to reconnect. But we he showed me his apartment. We were chatting, catching up. And as soon as the Zumba or the I keep calling her the Zumba lady, the studio lady shows up to open the door and everything. I mean, I had to go in so I could teach my class and I could tell we made eye contact and we were walking away and I could immediately tell that the conversation like it like it felt like it was it stopped too soon. Like there was more to be said. He didn't give me his number. We didn't like exchange information right at that moment or he didn't say anything about wanting to go out or, hey, let me, you know, let's do something. Nothing. But later, I think it was that night or the following day, he slid into my DMs and he was like, hey, and just made a comment. And that's how the connection started. We ended up going out with friends, watching movies, just kind of hanging out until this is, remember, March. And this is until end of April when I was like, this guy, we hadn't hung out one-on-one, but I was really intrigued because I was really wanting to go out this guy. And he hadn't asked me out. I was about to ask him out, but he was the one that asked me out. And it's a very funny story, but it all just worked out perfect to be able to go out on some dates with him before he left to do summer sales. He was a summer sales bro, I know, mm -hmm, for Aptive. He really enjoyed doing that. It is very tough is what I hear. I never did summer sales, but he was going to go sell in California. And at this time we're in Utah. So he was going to go sell in California that summer. So we went on a couple dates and then he left. Well, fast forward to that summer in June 2021. During the time that he had left and the time frame of beginning of May to sometime in June, we had been talking all summer without intending to it was just so natural to the point where it felt like we were dating at a like had a long distance relationship going I actually ended up going out to see him in California we spent a weekend out in Monterey area we went scuba diving it was really fun and but we weren't dating it was just a fun date but not dating as in exclusively or anything like that and it wasn't until he came back from California that fall August like right when the new semester for BYU was starting up that we ended up going on some more dates and in September started dating officially exclusively so that was our story of how we met it's it's (laughs) there's a lot of details in between the in there's a lot of details to the story right that's the reader's version of how everything went down and we both just knew that from the beginning it was a very different relationship compared to other people that we'd got gone out with or gone on dates with so it was very special from the beginning that's how we met now our engagement obviously we dated for a while and we got engaged in what when was this this was june June of 2022, right at the beginning of the summer. 
he it was really cute because our very first date he took me to do like a fire um what do they call it fire fire bond bonfire well sometimes i do this thing where i flip words i don't know it's my spanish i claim i claim that it's my spanish i don't know if it is anyway bonfire there we go so he took me to for to a bonfire and up in in provo canyon it was really fun it was really special it was it was one of the funnest states i've been on and we really connected that night and when he proposed he took me to that same spot where we had our first date and had everything set up there and it was just a very very special place for us uh so that's where we got engaged and i mean to wrap this episode up because i like i said i'm keeping it short and sweet one of the biggest things i've learned is that oh my gosh obviously marriage is different than dating and that obviously when you get married you're still dating your partner and you have to make the effort to continue to get to know them but it is very different when you're married in the sense that now you have to rely on each other even more than before because you're building a life together. So my one little thing that I'd like to share that, I, that I've that i learned and I hope that it can be of help to somebody out there is this concept of the fact that marriage isn't 50-50. Sometimes, and I, I used to have this false, this fallacy, false fallacy where I used to think that a lot of things had to be equal and sure, there has to be things that are, you know, balanced out that are fair. But in my mind, it always felt like, okay, we both have to give our 50-50 so that we can, we, can, we can do this, you know, and get this done, whatever it is. And I've learned, the biggest lesson that, I'm, that, that I've learned and I'm still learning and trying to implement is the fact that marriage is not 50-50. And the best way that I can describe this is by just playing a snippet, a two-minute snippet of Michelle Obama explaining this on a an interview for the all things considered she chats with um, the host of this all things considered and if you want to see or listen to the entire interview you can find it on youtube and i'm sure it's in other places but this is from npr all right so i'm going to play it for you people i think and you've written about this they've idealized your marriage they Mm -hmm. sit there and look at it but you have always been very clear and very honest that marriage takes work Mm -hmm. it takes daily work and that it is not always glamorous and you have had some very unique strains but there's also the strains that any of us who are in a relationship Mm -hmm. or married face whether it be (laughs) whose career goes first or who takes on the childcare labor is there one piece of advice that you would give for people who are thinking about how you put in that work for a partnership that's lasted that long. Yeah, it's not really one piece of advice. It's, to me, it's a philosophy, it's an outlook. Um, You know, in in this age of, we want everything now, we want everything quick, We you know, when life is everything but that. We have to understand that marriage is never 50-50. And, you know, you you sort of wonder how that idea kind of got out there. I have found that if you stick with it, you know, over the course of your entire relationship, you may have 50-50 over time. Mm. But if I look over my marriage, if I were to judge it in year five or year 10, there was never 50-50. Somebody was always giving way more. Someone always needed a different kind of thing. You have to evolve with it. Um, And so, yeah, there were times when I felt like I was 70% in and he was doing 30%. Um, 
because of the choices that I made in the terms of how I wanted our family to look. Yeah. I had to take my foot off of my career gas pedal, uh, never putting on the brake, but slowing up a little bit. Those are the natural compromises that are required. And I feel bad when I see young people giving up on their relationships mm -hmm. because there's there are periods of hard, there are periods of discomfort. So I think it's important for us to be honest in those conversations, not to glamorize what a partnership feels like, because then uh, young people quit too soon. Mm -hmm. They quit before they've really, you know, played out the full scenario. There you go. Best way to summarize it is just to play it for you. And I really do believe in this. I, I believe in it. And she says not to glamorize what the relationship is. There's going to be periods of hard, periods of challenges, periods of difficulty. It's not all just sunshine and rainbows, right? And especially, I really enjoy the part where she talks about how different periods of your life require different needs. Each person needs something different during different times of the relationship. You as people, you guys are both evolving. You're growing together and naturally as that happens there's going to be different things that each of you need in those different stages of life different periods of life so that's one of the big things i'm trying to learn and trying to really just step into and finding my energy what that looks like as a married person maybe in some future episode i'll have to do a more thorough or in-depth episode about that but felt like that's something huge that i'm learning that has helped me in explained in those concepts that Michelle talked about. Hopefully it can be of some use to somebody that's listening. So there you have it, my solo episode for my one year of marriage and how we met, our engagement, and something I've learned. As a little sneak peek to something that's coming up in, in, our po in the podcast here is that I'm working on some um, exciting, uh, what would you call it? Some exciting progress, or I guess some exciting things coming up with how the podcast is going to work here. I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys in a few weeks. Um, and very happy, very, very thankful for all of you who have already reached out to thank me or to just share some of your impressions from the podcast. I've really looked forward to that and I'm grateful for it. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today, and I will catch you on the next episode. I'm Andrea Cabrera with the Andrea Cabrera Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram at the Andrea Cabrera Podcast. Catch a new episode every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And most importantly, you know how this next part goes, please hit that like button, subscribe, please send me some DMs, leave some comments on my posts. I want to know what you liked in particular about this episode. And I also want to know what type of people you want me to be talking to and what type of conversations you want me to be having with them. That way we can work together and build this community. Gracias, chicos. Bye.